How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. This is a webcast slash podcast about wrestling and various wrestling topics. My name is Chad. With me, as always, is Leonard. And this week, we are going to be bringing you a, another edition of what we call the Down and Dirty Move Breakdown. And what we do is we take a popular wrestling maneuver we break down all the variations of said maneuver into brackets, and then we have a tournament of sorts where in the end, we decide what we think the ultimate version of the move is. And so far we have done neck breakers and we have done pile drivers. And this week we are doing drop kicks. So this should be an interesting one seeing as how Everybody knows what a normal drop kick looks like, but the more you get into the variations, the more you get into drop kicks or a regular kick or a variation of a kick, you know, there's a lot of room to chat slash debate about some of these. Right, Leonard? Right. Yeah. To me, a drop kick is where both feet are leaving the ground and or and or you don't you're not coming off of like a, a a pivot foot or a foundation foot so like an enzugiri is not on the list and while yes both feet are coming off the ground you're coming off of a plant foot right so that's why so that's not on the list um a few of these so basically this time i was the one who came up with the list i did some research i had some in my head and so if I say any of these have a uniplaying thing, it's where both feet are off the ground without a, a plant foot right. uh, for the given kick. Right. Uh, to me, the drop kick is to wrestling as the forward passes the football. You know, before this, it was all ground and pound. But then this takes it to the air and it opens up such a whole other level. And modern viewers, you know, might be surprised to find out that there was a time when the drop kick was uh like a move a devastating finisher like up there with a pile driver or a neck breaker which we've done in the past and guys like greg Gagne were doing drop kicks as finishers up into the 1980s but we've talked in the past about the life cycle of a move and how the drop kick eventually became a transition move and usually for for baby faces which i found interesting because I was listening to Jim Cornette's podcast a while back, and they were watching a match between the Midnight Express's faces against Ric Flair and Barry Windham. And Cornette said, oh, yeah, Flair called a drop kick there for Stan, and he hadn't thrown one in like 10 years because heels didn't throw drop kicks. Right. It was a face move, which I thought was very interesting, because it is kind of, a, even today, that's kind of a crowd pop move. When a guy hits a drop kick, that still get that still gets a pop. Yeah, but that became a transition move, and then the 1990s, especially the WCW cruiserweight division and Chris Jericho, he's doing all these variations. He's doing a springboard. He's doing the missile drop kick, and then you get in the past probably 20 years or so a lot of these sort of oddball is it a drop kick? Is it not a drop kick type of thing? And uh, but it's still a move that is just the foundation of wrestling. I think it's a move when you ask anyone on the street, they'll start naming wrestling moves. I think they would say a drop kick. Right. And it shows up in movies. It shows up in TV shows. You know, uh, Captain Kirk 
was famous for throwing a drop kick on the old <laughs> show. And Shatner has said that he got that for wrestling. Sure. That sure. he thought that was cool and he wanted to incorporate something different into the fights that wasn't just thrown fists. And that's where he got the drop kick from. So the drop kick has a long history and it's a great move. And there's not as many variations as there were of, of, of neck breakers and, and power drivers, but there are some different versions and some of them are minor little tweaks, uh, but an uh, in, in, in interesting move with a long history and very important to wrestling. Well, let's talk about that history for a second. Mm-hmm. So, as Leonard was saying earlier, it is defined as an attack where the wrestler jumps up and kicks the opponent with the soles of both feet. That's the basic version of the move. This sees the wrestler twist as they jump so that when the feet connect with the opponent, one foot is raised higher than the other, depending on which way they twist. And the wrestler falls back to the mat on their side or their front. The basic form of the drop kick, the standing drop kick, was first used by Jumping Joe Savoldi where the wrestler catches a standing or running opponent with a standard drop kick from a standing position. And, you know, you have to, that's a hard version of it to pull off because you have to have a lot of great leg strength. Um, and he was a former football player. So, and uh, other than Joe Savoldi, uh, there was a wrestler named Abe Coleman, who was known as, this is a great name, Hebrew Hercules. And he was also known as Jewish Cougars, apparently. And yes, yeah, so they, he can be seen uh, in an early video first doing a, uh, a feet first dive at an opponent. And uh, so when Jumping Joe Savoldi first did it in 1933, the press at the time simply said it was another name for Coleman's kick, which was at the time called a kangaroo kick. So as Leonard said, the drop kick has been around for a very long time. And we are going to get started with our very first bracket which and let me say if, if your nickname is flying or jumping you have to do a drop kick that's yeah it's kind of a law and yeah. so our first bracket is a standing drop kick number two is a running or flying drop kick number three is a seated or front drop kick and number four is a basement drop kick which is also a low-seated drop kick. So, Leonard, mm-hmm. what do you pick out of those four? Okay, so these are all your basic drop kicks. So the standing drop kick is, of course, doing it from a standing position. Running or flying would be doing it from a moving position. Seated is where instead of you being kicking from the side, you're facing the uh, your person face-to-face. So as your feet come up, it's kind of like you're in a seated position. And then, of course, a basement drop kick is doing the same thing, but you're either catching them low on the body, like below the belt, or you're hitting someone who's seated on the mat. Right. So just to explain, because, yes, minor variations between all those. These are your basic ones. I think when most people think of a drop kick, they think of the running or flying version of it. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, this, to do the standing version requires a lot of leg strength, and the guys who can do a great standing drop kick, it looks great when they do it. Uh, but of these, the running drop kick or the flying drop kick, that's the bread and butter to me. That's the one most people know. That's the one that m- most wrestlers uh, use at some point. And a cool thing, too, is it's it's a common move for your cruiserweights. It's part of the repertoire. But when a bigger guy 
Like I've seen the big show throw a drop kick and yeah. people lose their mind. So I got to go with the, the flying drop kick out of the, this four. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Uh, the basement drop kick is one that, you, you know, you, you don't see as often. And when you do, it really is just a, a, a transitional type move. Uh, you know, the, the, the commentators even don't always even touch on it. Um, but yeah, the running, the flying drop kick is, is pretty much the one that is most famous. It's the one that gets a really good reaction out of these four. So yeah, I, I would have to agree with you that uh, running and flying drop kick would be moving on here. So moving on to our second bracket, we have the missile or diving drop kick as number one. Number two, the springboard drop kick. Number three, the corner to corner drop kick. And number four, the Van Terminator rounding out our second bracket. So these are pretty self-explanatory, I would think. So, you know, the missile, the missile drop kick is something that you see a, a lot of high flyers do. Mm -hmm. I, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't know that I always like this move I, I feel like a lot of times it, it can really look awkward unless a certain person is putting it on you know and it almost you know if it doesn't land correctly it really looks like it could hurt the other person just based on how the person's landing but it is what it is the springboard drop kick was popularized i would think by chris jericho mm -hmm. I, I can't think of a person that does it more prominently than him uh certainly when he was in his peak he would do it more often and with more fluidity but uh He's been good at uh, altering his move set and his look over the years. The corner to quarter drop kick, you might also know it as coast to coast. Obviously, Shane McMahon is the person who does this most often nowadays, although he's not the only person that uh, does it. I know I've seen it done in AEW a few times. And the Van Terminator is kind of like the coast to coast, but the uh, seated person, you know, but. Uh, Shane's has this as well, but you could technically say they were different things. Um, the seated person has a weapon like a chair or a trash can wedged up against them. So it is, as you were saying earlier, Leonard, it's a slight variation, but it is a variation nonetheless. So yes, what do you think of these while I'm deciding which one I like here? Sure. You know that, yeah, again, the difference between the Coast to Coast and the Van Terminator is the weapon being involved. Uh, which certainly does add to the impact of, of the move. You're going from hitting someone with your feet to driving a chair or a trash can or what have you into them. So again, trying to kind of get to the round of 16, I found there was enough variation there. Uh, again, the missile uh, and the springboard drop kick are used by your cruiserweights. I think Chris Jericho is the first guy I can think of to really use both of those on a regular basis. So given the fact that the coast to coast and the Van Terminator are so specific, I would go to the springboard or the missile drop kick. And I think the missile drop kick is just more common. It's something that a lot of your uh, cruiserweights, of course, do. Sometimes even bigger guys do. Uh, coming off the, it's sort of like what we we're saying, the running drop kick. Like all the lighter guys have this in their repertoire. But if a big dude, and I, I'm pretty sure I've seen Brian Cage do a missile drop kick. If a bigger dude hits a missile drop kick, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with the missile drop kick uh, out of this one. All right. Well, 
we have our first difference here. So okay. I, I would have to go with the corner corner drop kick uh, simply because it's such a high profile move. When you look at drop kicks that are considered finishers like this, this has to be one at the top simply because it, it, it gets such a crowd reaction because if you hit it, it really shows how much ability you have as a talent to be able to go from one turnbuckle to the other like that and hit the move successfully. Um, and if the person isn't up there on top rope waiting forever, then it can really be a great spot. So I would go with corner corner. So how do we settle this, Leonard? Do both move on? Are we having a triple threat? Well, I tell you what, I will go with you on this one and I'll go corner to corner because everything you said I would agree with. And I went with the missile drop kick just because it was more of your bread and butter type style. But again, the corner to corner is the more impressive of the move. So I will switch my vote to the to the coast to coast. All right. All right. Well, we're moving on to our third bracket here. We mm -hmm. have the baseball slide. We have number two, the backflip drop kick. We have number three is the Pele kick and number four, the drive-by kick. So out of those four, Leonard, why don't you give us your thoughts? Okay, so the baseball slide is modeled after the slide that a baseball player would do uh, into a base. And usually this is used for when a guy is coming out of the ring to a wrestler on the floor. So one may not think of this as a drop kick, but you are leaving your feet and you are hitting both your feet into the opponent on the floor. So it's just a, it's a move to get out underneath the ropes. Um, again, transition move. Everyone seems to be able to do a baseball slide. Uh, the backflip drop kick is where you're doing a backflip and you wind up either landing on your knees or your feet after executing the drop kick. Um, when I was looking up examples, believe it or not, Randy Orton used to do a sweet backflip drop kick in OVW. I found some examples of that. Um, and I think he used to do it when he first started in the WWF as well, but it's probably a long time since he's hit, since he's hit that one. The Pele kick, AJ Styles is known for doing the Pele kick, of course, and it's modeled after the soccer kick that, that the soccer player Pele used to do. And this is Styles either coming off of his back or sort of a, a crouch on the mat and flipping backwards and he's catching uh the opponent with like his lead foot so as a soccer player would kind of kick the soccer ball the head of your opponent being the soccer ball so he's doing a backflip but from a different starting position and he's hitting it in a different way uh because he's hitting it on the backflip kick you're hitting it on the front on the pele kick you're hitting it on the the, the behind motion uh, and then the drive-by kick was done most famously by MVP, and it's kind of a bicycle kick. And I looked at the bicycle kick, and you do have a plant foot in a bicycle kick. But the drive-by is sort of like a bicycle kick without a plant foot. It is just him kind of going at someone with that similar bicycle kick motion, but with both feet in the air and hitting the person in the head with the lead foot. And sometimes I have, I did see some versions where he came off of the other foot off the, like the person had like an extended knee and he would launch himself off the knee and hit it. Uh, so the drive-by kick to me, even though this is my list is probably the one that I was most suspect on having in there. Right. Uh, but I think it does fit the criteria uh, to a point. 
I think the Pele kick that AJ does is the most impressive of all of these. Uh, again, if I was going to go bread and butter, I would go baseball slide. But if we're going with the precedent set last round by what just looks the coolest and I think takes the most athletic ability to do, it would be the Pele kick. So I'm going to go Pele kick. That's a good choice. Yeah, I mean, the Pele kick, as you mentioned, AJ Styles does it. Finn Balor also is seen doing it as well. Um, the drive-by kick, you know, I feel like that's a move, and maybe you disagree, Leonard, I don't know. Like, it's a move that a lot of bigger guys do. Yeah, it's almost um, sort of like a flying big boot to a point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the baseball slide is is a move that I feel like you do see a lot. I don't know that any one person is uh, known for doing the baseball slide, but you do see it uh, quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you. The Pele kick is is certainly the most famous out of these three. The backflip drop kick is hard to do, but it, it it is the one that looks the best when done correctly. And, you know, here at the end, Leonard and I might talk about who we think does the best drop kick. Uh, I don't know if Leonard was thinking about that at all while he was researching this, but I certainly was. Uh, a little bit. I have a little bit. I can, I can throw out some names. All right. So yeah. And the, the, yeah, so I would go with the Pele kick here and uh, that would bring us to our last of the uh, first round brackets. Mm -hmm. Number one, we have single leg drop kick. Number two, we have the drop salt or the standing moonsault. Number three, we have the tiger faint kick. And number four, the double mule kick rounding out our top four. So Leonard, I'm going to throw it back to you again. What do you think? Okay. So the single leg drop kick, um, Samoa Joe uses this a lot. And I, and I think, I think Roderick Strong uses it or some of those, some of those NXT guys uses this. Uh, but that, that's basically where you're performing the drop kick motion, but you're only connecting with, with the one foot. It's sort of kind of like a lay, almost like a layout seated drop kick where you're connecting with the one foot and it's almost like a push off kind of tactic. Um, the drop salt was most famously done by Paul London and he's basically doing a standing moonsault, but as he's going up, he's connecting and hitting a drop kick and then finishing and landing on his stomach on the mat. So a little bit different than a backflip drop kick. And I know I've seen London do it in tag matches where he's had an opponent on the mat and the partner runs in and he does this, the, the drop salt where he hits the drop kick and then lands on the guy on the mat, which looks super cool. Uh, the Tiger Faint Kick is the 619, most famously used by Rey Mysterio. So that's where you have someone laying on the ropes and then you, you jump into the ropes, use them as a pivot and swing your feet into the person. And the Double Mule Kick would be where you go into the corner, face first, you grab both ropes. And as the person runs into you, you use the ropes to hold yourself and you kick back with both feet so kind of a reverse drop kick in a way right uh, you do need some sort of leverage it's not a pivot foot or a plant foot but you do need some sort of leverage in order to to commit the double mule kick so to me this was the oddball bracket this was like all the ones that were kind of left and were a little bit weird um, the one here that impresses me the most is the drop salt, but it's outside of Paul London. I can't really think of anyone else who really did it. Uh, of course, Rey Mysterio has made the Tiger Fang kick iconic, 
but I don't like it because in a regular match, how often do you see a guy land on the ropes? Right. But it happens in every single Rey Mysterio match. Right. But it doesn't happen in any other match. Right. So I, I have trouble with that. The double mule kick is more of a transition move. Um, you know, you're, you, you hit it when, you, you know, when the guy charges at you in, in the corner. So that's kind of to get back. The single leg drop kick, I think, is the one that is maybe the most impressive looking and is the most used. And I think it's one of those moves when we talk about the life cycle of a move, variations float to the top from time to time. And I would say the single leg drop kick may be the variation that is the most popular today. Like I said, I do know several NXT guys uh, use this uh, along with some other indie people. And so while I do think the drop salt is the most impressive, it's sort of my reasoning earlier, the coast to coast versus the missile drop kick, even though I did eventually go to coast to coast, is I think the single leg drop kick has that mix of it's impressive, and it's something that a lot of people do do or can do. So I'm going to say the single leg drop kick. All right. Well, let's go over this. So I think this bracket really, you know, Paul London is the MVP of this bracket, I would say. Yeah, I think he, yeah. Simply because, I mean, the drop kicks were such a huge part of his arsenal. And, you know, I really thought he was an underrated talent. But, yeah, I agree with you totally about the Tiger Faint kick, which was named after Tiger Mask. And I, I don't like the move. The only times I've ever liked the move is before it was a finisher for Rey Mysterio. Back when he was in WCW, you would see him fake this move a lot. Like if, if Eddie Guerrero was in the ropes, he would come around quick like he was going to do the move and Eddie Guerrero would move or maybe he would, he would hit it every once in a blue moon. But it wasn't something that you expected to happen. And that was the issue when he became a WWF slash E superstar. Everybody expected it. And therefore it did look forced a lot of the times, uh, despite the fact that it, you know, it does look cool. Uh, but, you know, so Leonard, since you have gone with my pick on a few occasions when we do these, uh, these move breakdowns. So I couldn't, I can't really decide. I don't like, I wouldn't have gone with the single leg initially. However, I like the double mule kick in the, in the drop salt a lot. And I would say, I'll just say that they kind of cancel each other out because Paul London is the one that may, does them the most. I know Brian Kendrick could probably be seen doing these as well, but uh, I will, I'll just say that those two cancel each other out because they're both really cool to see, but they're so rare to see almost like you know we were talking in the pile driver episode the uh the the vertebraker which uh again if anybody watched the uh recent AEW event you would have seen a vertebraker performed on on that uh pay-per-view double or nothing so i will go with the single leg drop kick here as well all right so that brings us to our semifinals leonard so that means oh, cool. we have the running or flying drop kick going up against the corner to corner drop kick. So Leonard, what do you got here? So you've got like freshman year versus senior year. Yeah. You know, the the, the basic drop kick, the one that kind of started it all uh, versus this very rare advanced version of it. Uh, this is actually a really tough one because in my heart and soul, I really want to go with the flying drop kick. And in these lists, we usually wind up a lot of times going with 
the basic version or one of the, the the bread and butter versions as it were because there's a reason why they hang out and they stick a, around so long right um and i think because of that variety and that history um that i that i have to go with that over the coast to coast while very impressive it is one that only a few guys do and it is contrived to a point because you have to have the guy sit there and it does take a while to set up to get your get yourself planted on that top rope or top turnbuckle to come off of it right right so i'm gonna go with the flying drop yeah no i agree with you this is a tough decision and you know i would love to go with the corner to corner here simply because i think it's the most impressive drop kick uh you know on the list to a certain extent but the you know the the standard the running flying drop kick is the one that is still impressive to this day i really don't think it's lost too much of its impressiveness you know or its entertainment value um and it is such a known wrestling move you almost expect to see the drop kick in every match and there's a reason for that so it's this is tough i i kind of wanted to almost be different <laughs> and go with the corner to corner here but i'll go with the running or flying drop kick to move on to the finals so right. that means we have the pele kick against the single leg drop kick so this is a tough one again mm -hmm. leonard what do you got well you know considering your thoughts on the single leg squeaking through in its bracket um the, the pele kick is, is, is again um you know something that not a lot of guys do aj does it a few others um it is impressive it requires a lot of athleticism it has that connection to soccer um, that makes it kind of cool and interesting. And now, you know, in, in hindsight, this is the Pele kick versus the drop salt. I might go with the drop salt. But I think given that the single leg kick is, I would almost call a boring variation, even though it's a variation, <laughs> as I said, a lot of people do now. That seems to be the common variation that a lot of guys like to do. Uh, I'm going to go Pele kick. Yeah, you know what? I'll go with Pele kick here as well, uh, simply because it just it looks so so great when it's done. Um, so a single leg drop kick, Leonard. Would we consider the Claymore a single leg drop kick or a bicycle kick? What do you think? Just a Ooh, sidebar here. I would have to go back and look at a couple of Claymore kicks to see how he's performing it. Because he kind of runs, mm -hmm. and then you know. It is sort of like a drop kick, but he only hits the person with one foot. Uh, but he gets a running start when he does it. So, yeah, if he is coming off of a plant foot, I would call it more of a bicycle kick. But I would need to watch it again because that's one of those things is like you you see him set up for it and you kind of pay attention to the setup and you pay attention to the strike. Yeah. But you're not so much paying attention to that to that middle portion. So I would need to go back and watch it to see how the feet are planted and used yeah, in that. It, it, it's probably a little bit of both. And they're yeah. for, for the record, they're trying to make that into almost an RKO type thing now where he could hit it from anywhere. Um, most recently, he faced Kofi Kingston in a number one contenders match that's leading up to Hell in the Cell. 
and he won that match by hitting Kofi with a Claymore kick as he Kofi was coming off the top rope. Um, kind of the Claymore out of nowhere <laughs> type situation. So, uh, you know, they, the WWE likes that type of stuff. Moves that can be hit from any right. angle, from any position. And to be truthful, that's the type of finishing move that wrestlers should look for. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's so varied um, and it's going to get, get you a pop every time whether you do you know because when you talk about the RKO Randy has a setup for that and he can also hit it out of nowhere right. and both get an equal fantastic pop from right. people right well we have the Pele kick moving on to the finals against the uh, running or flying drop kick so this this is it's it's tough, but it's not here. Yeah. You know, as as boring as we might seem in going with the standard versions of of some of these moves, uh, you know, we've already made our case for the running or flying drop kick in that it is something that every talent, pretty much every talent, uh, has to know how to execute. And you know, if you have a bigger guy that can do it, it looks all the more impressive. And the guys that can do it really well and smooth and just perfectly each time it's still impressive to this day it is a classic wrestling move it will always be around and i mean it for me that's those are the reasons why it deserves to be the ultimate version of the move as much as i love the pele kick you kind of have to knock it a little bit in this case simply because only a handful of people if that do the pele kick move uh but it, you know, if you're arguing for the Pele kick, it always gets a reaction every time. And AJ Styles has to do that move every single time he has a match. And Finn Balor, I would say, probably does it almost every time. So, mm-hmm. Leonard, what do you think? Yeah, you know, the Pele kick, I think, is one of those moves that is going to grow in popularity. I think it's going to get to the point where most of your if flippy dudes are going to be doing the Pele kick um, as a tribute to AJ Styles. So Michael Cole can yell shades of AJ Styles. Yeah. You know, 10 years from now. Vintage or style. what have you. Vintage, vintage AJ Styles. Uh, but yeah, again, we seem to come down to this every time. Like, why do we even do this? Because we know what we're gonna go with every single time. I'm kind of waiting for an oddball one. And when we did pile drivers, I thought the tombstone had a chance at winning, which it did yeah. not um and here looking at the my practice list, was so we're so oddball though that it kind of made it hard for the tombstone to move on right yeah <laughs> and looking at the list here you know the only other one that i i really think can stand up to the flying drop kick would be the missile drop kick because of its commonality and how it's taking the move and taking it up a level you know we're going from a to b we're going from hitting it on the mat hitting it coming off the top turnbuckle but uh that one didn't go through so yeah i mean there's not a whole lot else i can say that you didn't so i would just cut that off here and stop my verbal diarrhea and say flying (laughs) drop kick is the one for me absolutely and uh since we agree that's the uh ultimate version of our move and our breakdown here we can talk a little bit about who we think does the best version of a drop kick so if we're looking at who has the best drop kick to me there's three names that come to mind and i'm sure that some of the classic wrestling personalities would uh, probably 
flip out in their chair if I uh, mention these the three names, but they are all guys that are still doing it right now. So I would, the three names that come to mind are Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and uh, I'm not going to say his first name because I'll butcher it, but Okada, who is a, a Japanese talent. Um, those three guys, when they, when they really want to make it look special, they have really sweet looking drop kicks that are just so smooth. And in the case of Okada, like he's a little bit, he's about Randy Orton's size. They can get up really high. And that makes, that just really shows off their athleticism. So I will say that those three guys have the, some of the best drop kicks of all time. Is there any other names that come to mind for you, Leonard? Okay, so my top three would be Bob Holly, Bob Holly, and Bob Holly. He does a good one. I'm not sure I'd put him in all three spots, but <laughs> no, no. When you, when you, seriously, the first name that comes to mind, who throws the best drop kick, is Bob Holly. That's the first name that that comes. Was that to mind. really the first name that popped into your head, Bob Holly? A hand to God. That was the first name that came to my mind was Bob Holly. <laughs> He had, that was the thing that everyone always said about him. You know, he, he didn't have the greatest character and, and, and he didn't get the best, but he had the best drop kick. Everyone, their grandma would tell you he had, he had the best drop kick. So that's the main name that comes to mind for me. And then also what comes to mind for me too is in the 80s, how you had teams like the Rock and Roll Express that were using double drop kicks and the Rockers right. who were using double, double drop kicks. So, so those tag teams, that were in, in, employing the, the, the double drop kick or the double top rope drop kick or, or, or those types of moves or how the Rockers would sandwich a guy with a drop kick. Yeah, you know that what? Really hot hot, hot take here, Leonard. I thought the uh, double drop kick was performed better by the Rockers. Yeah, I'd give you that. I, I, I think right. so. I think they got way more height on it, and I think they hit it from different angles. I think the Rock and Roll Express just did it, where the Rockers – would try to think you know how can we hit it from different angles how can we right. hit it from you know different styles and different types and 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 come off the top rope and different things with it so with that being said i think Shawn michaels and marginetti both have fantastic drop kicks that they did back in the day yeah. uh of course uh of course flying brian pillman has okay. an had an excellent drop kick you know what um, i put him like i we should have mentioned him with missile drop kick because yes. he had an excellent missile drop kick. Yeah, and he was an innovator of the different styles of drop kicks in the early 90s WCW. And a lot of those early 90s WCW cruiserweights don't get enough credit. Uh, Brad, Brad Armstrong had a nice drop kick. Tom Zink had a nice drop kick. Uh, both of the Fantastics, Tommy Rogers, Bob Fulton, had nice drop kicks. So all those guys have really nice drop kicks. I know I mentioned uh, uh, Greg Gagne. Uh, who's just known for being like probably the last dude who used a regular drop kick <laughs> as a finisher, right? And and to me, and, and I was going to mention this if it came up, but I'll just say it now. There's an old school wrestler named Flying Fred Curry, and he was known for doing a drop kick. And I've mentioned how I grew up with my great grandmother in the home, and she would tell me how she used to watch wrestling in like the 60s on TV. And the two guys that she remembered was the mighty Igor and flying Fred Curry who had a drop kick. And when flying Fred Curry hit you with the drop kick, you were done. It was over. <laughs> Turn the lights off, put the chairs up on the tables, closed. And uh, 
They need to bring back. I've actually because, and because of her, I've looked up some some flying Fred Curry stuff, and I've actually and his son wrestles today, Kid Curry, and okay. I saw him and met him at a show in Circleville um, a couple years ago, and of course he was doing drop kicks all over the place, and um, I think we have to mention Eric Watts. Do we? I do. <laughs> I, I, I will tell the people, I originally had the Eric Watts dropkick on the dropkick list as a joke. And then I switched it out because if you don't know, you can go to YouTube, you can look it up. Uh, put Eric Watts dropkick. Eric Watts is, of course, the son of Bill Watts. And a lot of people said that he wound up getting a push because of who his dad was. And he wasn't particularly good in the ring. That's and now there that everybody is that. not looking up Eric Watts' dropkick. <laughs> yes, everyone is doing right now. The, the internet is going to crash because <laughs> of everyone looking up the Eric Watts dropkick. I don't remember who the opponent was off the top of my head, but he goes to hit a dropkick and basically totally whiffs on it and does a belly flop on the mat. And even the announcers are like, what the hell is that? What is he doing? What was he trying to do? And he just totally whiffs on a dropkick and it became a joke of the watts scale is like how bad a drop kick is like they talk about the muda scale for like a blade drop for how bloody you get in a match uh the watts scale is like how terrible a drop kick is so i mean eric watts certainly has his place in the history of the drop kick it's just not a a greater lofty place in the history of the drop kick and i know that we're probably missing several guys um who do excellent drop kicks it's again just about any of Dolph your Ziggler does a good well, even your middleweight guys. Dolph Ziggler does a good drop kick. I remember Ted Ted DiBiase Jr. doing a good drop kick back in the day. Um, because you know, I mentioned hardcore Holly, you know, he was not a small guy, you know, he was kind of well, he was over, he was like 225, he was just over like the old school cruiserweight limit. Um, of course, you know, we talked about Rob Van Dam with uh you know, his coast to coast and everything, but just the regular old drop kick and the different variations um, he can do. And uh, Chris Jericho back in the day, you know, so a lot of the guys that we've already talked about with these specialty drop kicks um, can do, you know, the standard drop kicks just as well. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, you know, Daniel Bryan uh, probably deserves to be mentioned uh, at some point, as does uh, Seth Rollins. Both of those guys have good variations uh, on drop kicks. And, uh, you know, I had forgotten about Hardcore Holly, and he does do a good version of the drop kick. And if he's out there watching or listening to this, he'd be, you know, he'd probably say in his own way, damn right, you know. Right. And, and Bob, you know, he does a drop kick better than me. Bob, and you are more than welcome to come on the show and yell at Chad for two hours straight about how you have the best drop kick in professional wrestling. I'd be all right with that. I would be, uh, I would be all right with that. Kofi Kingston also has uh, a good one as well. Um, so there's a lot of guys out there. Um, and, you know, I mean, and maybe, you know, CM Punk certainly had his versions of drop kicks as well. So there's like mm-hmm. Leonard said, there's so many guys out there. We can't mention them all. If you think that there's one that was a glaring omission, please let us know. Uh, please listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. And we, did. Uh, we ha- absolutely, we did. 
and because uh, we have to just declared what the ultimate version of these moves are and you i know wwe's watching this and yeah. uh, we expect to be mentioned on the website so look for that right Leonard? right along with uh every move every match on the next smackdown will end with a dropkick finisher that's <laughs> how great would it be though if like a regular dropkick finish was a match one day soon that would be fun yes well let us know if there's any versions of the dropkicks you think we might have missed um you can argue your case but uh for leonard my name is chad thank you very much for joining us and we will see you next week <laughs>